Good morning. <laughs> hope everyone's well and I hope everyone's had a great week so far. Um, so yeah, today we're going to get into my postpartum journey. Um, I was going to say what the pros and cons were, but really there's no pros and cons. <laughs> it's just, you just get given whatever and you just kind of have to sort of deal with it in a way. Um, so yeah, like I said, my postpartum journey, um, how, what worked for me, what didn't work. This is just a disclaimer. Um, a lot of the things I'm going to say, or not a disclaimer really, more like a trigger warning. A lot of the things I'm going to say, um, are in relation to, you know, depression, anxiety, suicide attempts. Um, if you know that, you know, you're a bit squeamish or you don't really, if you can't deal with hearing some of those stuff, I suggest you skip, um, this whole podcast in itself and probably wait to the next episode, um, to continue. But yeah, I, like I've always said, I really hope this can help a lot of people feel seen, feel heard. Um, because yeah, I basically didn't really, didn't really have any of that, um, whilst I was going through mine, but yeah. And you might hear my child in the background. I have her today. Um, <laughs> and yeah, she's watching her TV show and she might occasionally come in and say, mommy, I'll try and edit all of it. But there's, yeah, we'll, we'll just see. Let's get into the podcast today. So last week I stopped off um, the hospital and then we we were discharged um, from the hospital. Um, so we went home and when we got home obviously as it was a c-section i wasn't really um i was i was almost bed bound because um i couldn't i couldn't drive couldn't really um go for walks because i lived in an apartment and the apartment only had stairs so and this is where it all started when I knew something wasn't okay because um, I did try to go for walks and um, every time I would go for a walk I would hold baby and you know have to hold the rails because I obviously couldn't take a pram because stairs um, I would have to hold baby and when I hold her it's I literally hold on to her like my life depended on it because I had these episodes where I would just imagine like going down the stairs, missing a step, tumbling over and then landing on baby or like I would slip on the stairs, toss baby and you know babies yeah like there was just so many scenarios like that or I couldn't even I had to lock my balcony at one point I couldn't go out my balcony and um um this is this is probably like not the first time i've shared it with other people but this is going to be like a couple of people i'm sharing it with now but like i was so ashamed and so embarrassed to share that i was getting those vivid um visions or images like i i just i could and i was scared that someone was going to take my baby away from me from fears that 
you know, something, something, um, something drastic. I was going to do something drastic, but like realistically, like when you go through what you went through, through birth, um, um, yeah, I don't think you'd really intentionally want to harm your child. I know there's cases where women have hurt their children, but I also have compassion for those women because there was so much hormones and so much emotions they were going through. Um, they probably just didn't know. They just didn't know how to control those emotions. Um, yeah, so like going home, baby was eating well. She was feeding well. Um, we had a couple tests that we had to continuously do for her, which was calm. Like she was matching all her weight, all her height, all her feeding goals. Everything was happy and calm um my friend was getting married around that time so i kind of just put all my focus into that um i don't think i really got a chance to just take a breather and just kind of step back and just you know just realize like what had happened um at that point i acknowledged what had happened and i kept it pushing Fast forward six weeks after I did my physio and I got the clear from my doctors and I was able to drive around, I started, I just, now like looking back now, I noticed like I, I didn't like staying home by myself, so I would just travel. Like I didn't care how far the place I was going was, if it was one hour or two hours away, best believe I would be going there, I would drive with baby in tow. Um, so... I know that um, a lot of a lot of the things I was feeling postpartum, um, it didn't hit me really until I, God knows, like God actually knows when. Um, I just know I just hit everything, but I didn't know there was there was I. The moment I knew I needed to go to therapy was when I would, for some reason as well, there were a lot of cars, like funeral cars, that would drive by <laughs> when I was driving, which was very, very, very scary for me. Um, I didn't, I didn't like that fact, um, and obviously when you're driving, you need to open your eyes to see where you're going, right? But a lot of these cars would be smack in front of me and I would just freeze in the car. Like, I would just literally freeze. I didn't, like, I was so scared. Didn't know what to do. I would freak out um, whilst driving. Um, I suffered really heavily from panic attacks as well. Um, I just, yeah, I just couldn't. Yeah, I just, I, I just couldn't do it. I, I recognized then that I needed to go for therapy. But therapy didn't come until later, later, <laughs> later. Because um, I kept suppressing it. Um, I remember talking to one person about how I was feeling. And the person basically said to me that I was crazy. And, you know, I am a black woman. And mental illnesses don't really happen to black women after giving birth. Like, put your trust and focus on God. And he will wash away the worries and everything. Don't get don't get it twisted. Like I am very religious, but at the same time, I like to be very real as well. Um, I know there's 
certain things that can be placed into the hands of the Lord. But even in the Bible, it says like <laughs> for God to do the work for you, you need to also work for yourself as well. Um, that's not the exact Bible verse, but that's para- paraphrasing it for you. Um, I'm well aware that God can, he's the healer of all things and he's a savior, etc. But sometimes extra help is needed. Um, that really took a toll on my health as well because like confiding in someone and being vulnerable to someone um who you thought would kind of um oh i'm sorry (laughs) like confiding in someone who you thought um would kind of understand but then um <laughs> they kind of just throw it into your face and just dismiss like dismiss your emotions that um that actually really hurt but even then I didn't do anything like also take your accountability I let someone else's opinion or thoughts about who I was and who I think I just didn't want people to perceive me as this weak person so I I shrugged it away, moved it to the side, and kept it pushing. Um, I also had contraceptive in. Um, contraceptive, I had the rod implant in my arm, and that didn't aid, that didn't do much help. Like, it helped from preventing me from getting pregnant again. <laughs> but because I was, my emotions were already heightened every little thing i was i was sensitive to every little thing and let's not even talk about like like, let's even like apart from sensitivity to words and people's actions i didn't feel great i didn't feel confident i didn't feel comfortable in my body um i still had my c-section scar which was still healing i didn't feel sexy i was six sizes up (laughs) I went from a size 12 to 14 to a size 18 to 20 um and this bounce back that everybody so highly spoke of on the internet was nowhere to be found for me like there was no snapback um I didn't have the energy to go out and shop for clothes that actually fitted me or I felt like would yeah just clothes that would fit me I my self-esteem shambles confidence shambles um self-affirmation self-validation none of that I seeked for other people to give me all of those and when they didn't give me any of that I I just I was broken um like, I, I, I just, I thought at that point there was nothing left for me to live. Don't get me wrong, my baby was amazing, like, a bundle of joy. <laughs> like, I woke up every morning just so I can see her. Like, even though she cries, like, through the night, I had to feed her every three hours, I just knew that when I woke up, even if I was feeling like crap 
seeing her face made me happy um i post postpartum is like it's like a third trimester if you want to call it that it's definitely a third trimester no one tells you how um you also have to fight <laughs> the same way you have to fight in the first second um semester um or no it's a fourth trimester let me say same way you have to fight first second third trimesters and ensure that you keep your baby in you you don't like you know your baby is incubated safely right nutrients right everything you also had to do that for the fourth trimester <laughs> and the fourth one the baby is outside of you so you have to learn how to navigate doing things and still being able to feel like yourself again um feeling like like myself again didn't come for me until my daughter turned one um after she turned one i feel like there was a sense of you know there was a routine already she was able to she was off my boob at 10 months so i think that having having a baby attached to you 24 7 as well doesn't do great for your mental health because they just want to eat and um you don't feel like you own your own body you don't feel like you you still feel like you're sharing that body and like i was grateful for those moments and funnily i miss breastfeeding like it's so it's so weird i miss breastfeeding right now um yeah i didn't feel like myself till baby turned one i i I just uh, i don't know i think we need to a lot of the things i was in in like taking in as well via social media was like a lot of pregnant people that i saw they had a baby around the same time as me um yeah they'd snatched back like a motherfucker (laughs) they were snatched the fuck back and i was just pinning for my snapback pinning for my snapback not taking into account like you know my body had just been ripped open in six different places like six different layers had to be open or cut open for my baby to come out i'm not even sure if it's six to nine but i know it's around six to nine um to bring out life um my body wasn't fully properly healed um i suffered with um anxiety and depression during pregnancy so there's that factor i was eating um for comfort during pregnancy and even postpartum as well um i wasn't really taking good care of myself because i wasn't active like going out walking going to gym because i didn't have the strength to and i wasn't really physically um physically able or not even i i think i was physically able to i just didn't want to because i legit thought i was ugly i thought i was the ugliest woman on earth um didn't want to yeah just didn't want to do anything regarding my appearance when i just didn't give a crap didn't give a shit um so the moment where i was able to snap back out of it was when i started realizing a lot of 
relationships in my life were going to suffer um, if I didn't pick up my slack. I also, you know, realized like the way I was going, I was like heavily, heavily overweight. Um, I just wanted to make a change. I wanted to make a, I just wanted to change for myself basically. So I started proactively doing um, happy things. Um, happy things included dancing, including taking walks with baby, included just going on a walk with that baby even, um, like, you know, cooking for myself again. Like, I I stopped cooking. I just would take get takeout all the freaking time. Um, fell in love with cooking for myself. Fell in love, like found new or like hobbies so i started baking started baking some sugar cookies i saw them online and i was like oh i want to try that i started off with those um yeah just picked up me bought a sewing machine started sewing <laughs> i just bought a lot of random stuff to help um come back just the way i was feeling and once i started doing like a lot of nice things for myself and make myself feel like you know special and and it didn't even cost me a lot of money to do um I started noticing changes in my patterns like my morning routine you know the patterns of how I speak to myself the patterns of how I redirect my mind and my thoughts away from ugly you know conversations in my head to you know safe happy ones um Another trigger warning, something that I should um, probably put in here. And just, it's not just to scare anyone off, but probably more like, in case someone is going through it, just FYI, like, this this stuff probably happens to a lot of um, new mums and a lot of mums that were new mums, and it just never gets spoken of. But um, I had a suicide attempt scare well scare for me I didn't really tell anyone it was I think around um I don't know it was basically around I think it was almost midnight um and this is even after the fact where I started doing all these nice things for myself and I thought everything was okay but it literally like I I had a not so much a fight but an argument and that just took me into a really dark spot and I said I'm gonna go for a drive I left baby at home yeah took my car you know drove towards the city past the Anglet Bridge um, just drove around drove around came back and there was there was a moment where I parked my car um, to the side has a lights on um, <laughs> walked to the edge of the bridge and um i contemplated jumping um (laughs) i can talk about it now just a little bit not too much there's a lot of like healing that needs to be done on my end as well um there's more um (laughs) there's more therapy that needs to be done myself Uh, I'm still getting around to it but like saying or telling the story and trying to relieve that moment again is just um uh, excuse me it's 
yeah it's just um it's intense but yeah almost jumped the bridge um for a split so for a split second i second guess so that's where i was able to like speak to the sensible part of myself in my head and it was kind of like you've just if you were meant to die you would have died given birth but you have now come back from not dying from birthing your child um and now you're going to take your life you must be very freaking stupid um i think my one beacon of hope was like realizing that my daughter wasn't you know she didn't birth herself she didn't (laughs) conceive herself like that was all done by her parents and um she didn't ask to be born without a mother or like to have her mother's life cut short after birthing her like just realizing like there was so much work for me um to do for myself and also like i would be doing my daughter a disservice by ending my life because one thing i do believe is like nobody on this earth can take care of her the way that i do like if i die i die um you know but there would never be another me there's no amount of stepmothers that can come around and try to be like a mother to her there's no amount of grandmothers or mother figures in her life that would be exactly the same as i would be to her and that's what basically snapped me out of it um i retreated um went back into my car drove back home took a hot shower cried in a hot shower like i couldn't scream so i just bawled my eyes out sat in the like sat on the floor in a shower and just yeah man just did my thing (laughs) from that that day also i made a lot of um i wouldn't call them drastic because looking at them now at those decisions i make now they're like they've really aided in um assisting my would i call it mental freedom um because i just had a lot a lot of angst and anxiety with the situation i was in um yeah so from that day and onward i instantly called um beyond blue also called my contacts at rpa um some of my midwives at rpa which was my birth in hospital kind of explained to them what had happened and um i was instantly told to go to my doctors to get a referral I got a referral from my doctor and instantly was assigned to a therapist um she's actually a psychologist actually so i was referred to her and um yeah i i was doing weekly sessions for 30 minutes to an hour sometimes it got a little bit overwhelming that um she literally just would cut into other clients and like you know reschedule sometimes which I'm so eternally grateful for to her um yeah like the support I received from her was just immense um there was you know it there was not one area of my life that we didn't touch from my childhood to to now to yeah to 
not now but then when I was with her um and I find that that really helped and uh, I want to say like just I know therapy in a black community is so looked down upon or so frowned upon but I cannot stress to you how much of a great investment it is like you don't like even if you go to your GP and get a um, referral you can get I think I'm not sure it was eight to ten sessions um, from there so I used up my eight to ten sessions and then I got um, my psychologist like because I was in extreme cases um, and there was a child involved I was able to get a couple more slots um and then from there i think it was like six to eight more slots again with her and then from then on i had to keep paying um but i cannot stress how much it's helped me um really like you're not you're telling your business but it's a it's a unbiased judgment-free zone you don't know anybody they don't know you they're just there to listen um, there to give you or help you realize for yourself um, where your missing puzzles are or help you make certain decisions for yourself without their inter- interference um, so yeah best money best investment ever I cannot fault it all right so I guess <laughs> that's enough for my postpartum story that's just a roundup of what actually went on for me um i'm not saying this is going to be the same for every single person i really truly hope not um but in some case scenarios this is actually some of the things that happen um so during the fourth trimester some of the things you can kind of like expect is depending or even if you had a vaginal or c-section birth you're still still gonna be the same type of um effects number one being um the process of recovering from birth is something you've you experience in the fourth trimester um some women vaginally they give birth and they're ripped open um (laughs) do you know what i mean like either way you go even if you're not ripped you're still a little bit sore downstairs so either either route you take it's still they're still going to be recovering that you still need to recover um you'll be on an um an, uh, <laughs> geez on an emotional roller coaster um yeah the fourth trimester is no joke i but if i would do it again um i just know that i would not be putting in or taking any form of hormonal hormonal um tablets or pills because i just don't see like guys it's six weeks you can i'm sure you can like you can chill with not having sex for six weeks um and even after the six weeks like you know there's other contraceptive methods that can be used um person i personally no longer subscribe to tablets or pills anymore because they can actually do more harm than good i had my rod in like i said and i was speaking to my psychologist and i said look my my mood swings just fluctuates each and every day and all of a sudden i did there i was like wait 
I've never, like, I've been really, really hormonal. I've suffered from anxiety and depression before, but not at this level or rate. There's something else that I I must have done that I haven't taken note of. Discovered it was the rod. The moment I took this thing out, I don't even know if it's a placebo effect type of thing, but the moment I took it out, my head felt very, very decluttered like almost like 20 tons of gold has been moved away from from my brain to allow my brain to breathe um but like i said do what you want like speak to your nurses speak to your providers and just see what they recommend for you or yeah just don't take my word for it um during the fourth trimester you you also have to learn how to care for a baby as well as care for yourself um a lot of uncomfortable things happening e.g your breasts are super heavy or leaking um at the sound of your baby you're just leaking for no reason so there's that to expect um you're getting to know your child you're also dealing with bleeding you feel really really great but at the same time you feel not too great um you also get unsolicited advice from everybody every tom dick harry jessica Janet, every single one of them comes and give you advice. Mind you, some of these people don't even have kids from themselves, but they still will pitch in and give you the advice, um, or unwarrantedly too. <laughs> um, getting used to your postpartum postpartum body is another one because child, like the postpartum body, is not is. Look. It, it is what it is. But for me in my household, I just, I was shook. I still looked pregnant. I still look pregnant now. <laughs> Which is, like, I've just accepted the fact that I would never get my body back the way it used to be, like, four or five years ago. So it's calm. Um, just know that you will be very, very sleep deprived as well during the fourth trimester. Um you also need to navigate relationship changes. That's relationship within the fa- with the father of your child or your partner, relationship with your friends, just just navigating through a new relationship in your life as well as you will also experience mummy guilt. Um, even if you need to go to the bathroom and take a, a pee or poop, just because you dropped your baby on the bed and mind you you haven't had sleep properly you would still feel sorry for your baby and just go back to take your baby (laughs) but um those are some of the things to expect um in general i have some tips to um talk yourself up or something to help snap out of it some of these things actually helps me too because i practice it and i still practice it till today Number one is make a list of all the positive things in your life and positive things about yourself. Now, I don't want you going to people and asking them. I want you to like just sit down with yourself and just think deep and think about or like positively reaffirm yourself basically and write those affirmations down. Um, Take note of what you're saying to yourself and take note of what you're saying about yourself to other people if you call yourself ugly you automatically become ugly um, <laughs> there's always power in the tongue um, 
embrace imperfections um it's very very hard to 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 say that because we all have insecurities but um practice makes perfect um it just it starts by little steps just little steps little step little baby steps and eventually um you're going to um you you're going to smash by the spot and basically um the last one which i did a lot was practice positive affirmations in front of the mirror um i would also in the shower after morning like my morning routine or whatever i would play um the there's a guy he has a meditation podcast meditations and affirmations podcast and that podcast every time i was in the shower i popped it on and just listen to it as I went. Um, those, those two were like, like biggest lifesaver of my life. I don't know what I would do, would have done without um, those affirmations and the the podcast. Um, how to support a new mom during postpartum? Validation is very very key. Just acknowledge that she's doing a great work with not just herself but baby as well um if the house is a two to three or partnered household i would just expect um the part the other partner doing this for the new mom um be very very specific on how people can help you don't just be vague as new moms you always need help there's always dishes to be washed there's always laundry to be done open your mouth and let people like delegate tasks for people and let them action it so you're not burnt out um help access professional support if you kind of see a new mom around you or your friend is going through it like reach out to them and just get their permission if if needed if that's the relationship you have if you don't have that type of relationship and your relationship is very free it's as easy as dragging her to the gp get getting her a referral and dragging her to whatever psychologist has been assigned to her um yeah that's 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 basically all i have um in terms of how to support um and honestly there's so many like forums and you know reddit posts about about um postpartum Um, mommy forums that you can hop on and just you know kind kind of go into to bounce ideas with other mums like there's different type of mums there's mums that have done it eight times you know mum that have done it three times um just reaching out to those people and just kind of asking questions as well can also help you um validate those feelings or those emotions that you're going through to also reassure you that it's normal and it's it's not like (laughs) it's not a one freak type thing it's every woman goes through it um sometimes it might be on a lower scale sometimes it might be on a higher scale but let me tell you now feeling feels in a fourth trimester is very very normal and anybody who tells you you know they didn't feel any type of way after having a baby look the grace of god is immaculate that's all i gotta say but um yeah like reach out to your friends reach out to family get them to help wherever and whenever they can i understand everyone is busy and life gets really really busy but if you don't speak up nobody can like no one will literally know how to help you so i urge you to speak up always 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 you're not annoying you're not um overly demanding like 
you literally deserve the world because it's not easy to grow a baby in you and carry a baby in you for nine months you deserve everything and anything um worth giving to you basically but yeah i hope um this episode gives an insight of my postpartum journey um like i always say i'm always open to feedback any questions that you want to ask or you might yeah any questions that you might have happy to answer if you send me a message um but yeah that's it for this week i'll talk to you later bye